0: Mercy and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Yeah, we've been going through the book of Romans for several months now and we're into Romans chapter 12, which is kind of uh, similar, actually, to what we heard last week. Uh, last week, we had uh, revelation. Our uh, revelation. Romans chapter 12 started off with, Therefore, and when there's a therefore, you ask what it's there for. And it's there for <laughs> it's there for what has gone on before. Okay? So <laughs> usually we say therefore means it's related to something that's yeah, we've said or did or therefore. Okay, so that's exactly what Paul is doing. He's talked a lot last week, it might have been mentioned about all the things Paul has talked about, the grace of God, the love of God in Jesus Christ, forgiving our sins, giving us his spirit, working in our lives, uh, accepting us, Uh, nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, all those things. And then it comes to therefore, because all of that Paul was writing, and he was writing to real flesh and blood people at the time, in a situation, so it wasn't, he didn't just write it to them to sort of file away in the filing cabinet up here, but actually for a reason, <laughs> for it to have an impact on their life, really. Therefore, last week, give your lives as a living sacrifice, that's what he said, and a few other things after that. And now he comes into quite a list of things, and I'm just putting a few of them up there, not all of them, because it's quite a list, actually. <laughs> Don't just pretend, I'm using a more modern translation, don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good. Serve the Lord enthusiastically. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. Okay, that's the start of his list. And then he keeps on going. quite a long list of things and we'll look at a few more as we go through this. But um, it kind of feels like a long list and, and you could feel exhausted thinking, do I have to do all those things? Kind of Is that a kind of a command? But it's a therefore, so it's as a result of things, living in those things. And, but, but nevertheless, let's, let's say if we started with the first thing on that list and tried to do that on Monday, tomorrow. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Okay? So you wouldn't just walk around and say, How are you going? and walk past people. Then you would really listen to them, hear about what's going on in their life, uh, actively and interactively <laughs> uh, love them. And that would be quite a job to do on a Monday. And then go on to the next thing, hate what is wrong. Tuesday, Wednesday, the next one, serve the Lord enthusiastically. Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And if you went through the whole list that Paul has got in the second reading we had today, uh, you'd feel the whole month. Just doing one thing a day kind of thing. And so it seems a bit overwhelming. And Paul possibly wrote it to overwhelm us, but I don't think he wrote it to overwhelm us with, I've got this list of things to do, and if I do this list of things, then I'll, I'll build the better spiritual me from doing all of these things. I don't think it's there for that. I think Paul does want to overwhelm us. I think he wants to overwhelm us to get a glimpse of what it means when we follow Jesus. When following Jesus comes alive in our lives. And it's not just you, one person. It's us together in a community. This kind of life uh, becomes alive amongst us as people who follow Jesus. Um... And really, the list of things, even though it might seem overwhelming, are everyday kind of things uh, I'm linking it back again to last week when the picture for last week was this kind of uh, obscure monument in London. It's not the famous monuments in London. it was one that no one knows about actually, and no tour buses go and see it, it was this hands yeah together and it 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 uh it memorialized kind of the self selfless sacrifice of a worker helping out another worker who was went down the well and was overcome by the gas and actually uh died down there and four of them died down there only one which they tied a rope to was able to be pulled out and um But nevertheless, the thing was it's a very ordinary sort of a monument, not extraordinary, and I think very ordinary sort of things are done here, which I think Paul wants to tell us that these things can happen and do happen in the lives of Christians, in their everyday life, and it's not just, let's do this on Sunday and be Christian on Sunday, that kind of thing. Everyday life and every day, filling our lives with living like this. Okay, I want to bring us back to Paul is actually writing to people who are Christians in Rome. And just imagine them there in that great city. I mean, it's a great city today, I suppose. I haven't been there, but some of you might have. With great monuments, arches, um, buildings, <laughs> uh, sculptures, and great buildings. <laughs> um Uh, monuments to emperors and emperors families and past emperors who've been proclaimed to be gods and goddesses all those kinds of things so let's have a look at one of these monuments uh, that surrounds what's called the altar of peace okay it was built maybe 13 years before Jesus was born and about the time when Paul was writing this, it was, you know, kind of said to the people, This is the glory of Rome. They, Nero had it stamped on coins, this altar of peace. It captured for people that we are this great place to be. Is that like, you know, we put on our um, car number plates, Queensland. The sunshine state here, Rome, whatever, here, look, look. It's the place to be. It's We've got peace and uh, come to this place and be in this place. Surrounding the altar was these uh, large frames and and those adults there are life-sized. And the people at the time when Paul was writing would have recognised the people depicted there. They were familiar uh, people that were known at the time. And notice also that there are children there. Um, And children came, children, some of them are depicted from other places than Rome. So this was kind of the statement to make. The glory of Rome is for all people, all generations. People from everywhere shall come and uh, live their wonderful life here Trusting in Rome, honouring the gods of Rome who brought this wonderful place to live about. Now imagine being a Christian, living in Rome, surrounded by these images. And um, wondering. I'm wondering how they felt, especially as they weren't mm, recognised. They weren't a recognised religious group. They met in small groups, in small houses, so they weren't very public. They didn't have any great monumental buildings or other things to show, this is us here. I wonder how what they thought about God and God's power when they were surrounded by such uh, wonderful and powerful sites. For... For these Christians, the Apostle Paul gives them a glimpse into the ways of God, I think. Paul doesn't talk about anything aggressive or powerful. He doesn't celebrate any massive sort of victory. Instead, Paul calls the Christians to serve, to humbly serve and selflessly serve. He says, for example, here, carrying on the list, Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honourable. Do all that you can to live at peace with everyone. Overcome evil with good. And I think Paul is really highlighting there uh, the one who does that, who epitomises that really, that's Christ himself. The one who overcame evil with good. That's Jesus Christ himself. And in our gospel today, we heard that we are to take up our cross and follow Jesus. Um, That's what we heard in the gospel. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross and follow me. We've heard those words before. What does it mean to take up our cross and follow Jesus? I think Paul is giving a That's a glimpse of this in what he's saying here. As I've said before, notice the type of things that Paul celebrates. I think they are fairly unnoticeable, not sort of outstanding to the world sort of things that he's listed. Once again, things like this, love each other with genuine affection. Um, I think Christians in the end did get noticed for this, but it could be very well it could very well go unnoticed. And it's not about making a scene about it and saying, hey, everybody, look at me, loving genuinely this person. That's not the way Paul is encouraging Christians to be. Um, When God's people in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people and don't think you know it all. If your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. Look at that. Love your enemies is in the list of things to do. That was quite shocking, I think. Maybe kill your enemies might have been the thing the Romans might have said. At least um, control them. The Romans carved figures into marble and made them into gods and monuments all over the place. What are the monuments of God's God's kingdom, do you think? Okay, and that's expressed in flesh and blood people. That's what I think are the monuments of, of God here, not this church building or other things. The monuments are us, living out our lives in selfless service to God. They're not sort of carved into stone, lifeless sort of things. Um, be happy with those who are happy. and Weep with those who are weep. is another thing that Paul wrote. When we hear Paul's list as a list of things to do, they can seem challenging and we might not know where to start. But as a way that God works through his people and his community of people, I, I think it's, um, it, it's it's not overwhelming, it's encouraging. It's encouraging. It opens our eyes to be able to see that God is working in this world, sometimes through things that seem really simple, really un, not newsworthy, um, and that God is near us, very near us in our everyday life. Once you hear these words from Paul, you begin to see God is at work among his people all the time. And I just want to give you an example, and, and you might, when I, when I give you an example of this, you might think of something too. If you think of something and want to share it, great. This is a pastor who visits a sick person in the last stages of cancer. And uh, he comes around the corner and he sees at the, in the cancer ward bed is the lady, uh, unresponsive. But he sees at, the, at her bed is her daughter. And her daughter is there with her mother unresponsive and she's taken some lotion which was given to the daughter as a gift. So it was hers uh, and special and expensive and she's there massaging her mother's feet with this lotion. Now that doesn't seem like something uh, stunning or world-shattering but I think in such a scene the pastor saw a suffering mother receiving mercy from a daughter in selfless giving. Where have you seen such acts of selfless giving? Have you seen such acts? And what about you, performing such acts of selfless giving? Hmm? You've seen that, George? Yeah. Yeah and sometimes we see it of course outside in the world too it's not exclusive to christians Um, but certainly mm, we have a motivation for doing it and not necessarily um, mm, advertising look at like i said look at what i'm doing we do it because of christ i think um just thinking again these are the monuments of stone in rome But um, Paul wants us to see that God is at work in the lives of self-sacrifice, in lives of self-sacrifice, in everyday acts of life. God is alive and at work in our midst. Paul invites us to look around, see the people of God, see ourselves as part of this. Brothers and sisters in Christ, with God at work in our loving acts. He has called us to be his people. He has forgiven us. And now he works in you and through you. We can see God at work in the self-sacrifice and everyday acts of love. These are the monuments. These are the ways you, his people, how God continues his work in human history. These are the monuments of God's kingdom. The flesh and blood people, you, in your everyday acts of self-sacrifice, and acts of love. That's the service to God in serving others. Paul is talking about that. Therefore, because what God has done for you, as we heard in the Gospel, Jesus is walking this road, also take up your cross and follow Jesus. Amen.